but all of a sudden I just started talking and I was like I don't even know where these words are coming from but it was like I could just tell that the Lord was truly speaking through me and telling exactly what this girl needed to hear and at the end of it I was like I have no idea how I gave that advice that I did and I have no idea how I just loved her the way that I did but it's just like you can see the Lord working through you in ways you never even knew you could because you didn't even like know where it came from. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself, but you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? Or why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going? when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. And Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey, this is Aaron Jennings. Welcome to Watch Missions Live. Today we have Evan Brazel with us from LaGrange, Georgia, and we're gonna talk about a few things she has going on. Go ahead and tell us about yourself, Evan. Hey, yes. Um, like you said, my name is Evan Brazel. I currently am an emergency room nurse in LaGrange, Georgia. Um, I have lived here for about seven years after or um, through college and since then um, and just having a great time. Awesome. Um, ER nurses are one of my favorite people. I raced motocross for 10 years. So oh. ER nurses and doctors were the only ones I ever saw. <laughs> really? Yeah, so that's absolutely all right. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. People like you keep us in business. So. That's, right. that's right. It's job security with people like me running around. <laughs> it sure is, yes. So you are in, you've been in a ministry called Young Life for five years now, is that right? Yes, it sure is. And that's your primary. Is that your full-time job and everything? Or is this like, you said you're the nurse. So I mean, I guess it's kind of half and half or how much, how often do you do this? Um, yeah, so my, uh, the nurse is like my full-time job and my career, and then Young Life is a volunteer organization that I'm part of, or for me, it's volunteer. Um, there are full-time positions with it, but it's just where my heart's at, so that's what I've been volunteering at and serving there. Gotcha. So tell us more about Young Life. Okay, so Young Life is a really cool organization. Um, I hadn't heard of it until college, but it is primarily for high school kids. Um, there is a middle school um, section called wildlife because we all know middle schools are wild but um, for the young life section it's kind of just focused more on like going and meeting kids where they're at and so um, we all know there's a lot of high schoolers that would never dream of stepping foot in the church and they think that that's for the good kids or this or that and so young life is our, our leaders are focused on going out into the schools into where the kids hang out wherever that is and just meeting those kids and getting to know them. And then um, a lot of like relational evangelism and through our friendship with them, showing them what life with Jesus looks like and hopefully 
having them decide that that's what a life that they want to live too. Awesome. I like it. We had an extreme sports ministry for a while and it was done the exact same way. You come like the people so you can reach the people, even though we're not like the people kind of a thing. Because uh-huh. you know, extreme sports athletes, same way. It's like the, the fight tournaments, the wakeboard tournaments, the motocross races, they're all on Sunday morning. They're not coming to church. So <laughs> you have to go there. So I completely get it. I love the idea and the concept. That's the way um, we've always done our ministry as well. Go out, make relationships, make that stuff happen. So um, how did you find Young Life? Like, how did you get connected to them and get into helping with that? Um, so kind of a fun story, actually, like I said, I had never heard of it until, um, college, but also partially because I was homeschooled. So when I got to college and my friends started talking about young life and I was like, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. I just knew it's where a lot of my good friends would go and spend all of their Thursday evenings and a lot of their time and that they were hanging out with high schoolers, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, but as I got to know them, they're like, you will really be great at this. Like, this is something that you should do. And they're like, just come to once. The meetings, they call them club because it's just something casual that the kids wouldn't be intimidated by. Right. Um, and so they like, they're like, you just need to come to one club and see what it's like. And it took me a little while to go, honestly, because I was like, they call this place club and they're hanging out with high schoolers and this just sounds weird. <laughs> but I, I finally was convinced to go and I showed up to a Harry Potter club. A lot of them have different themes. Uh-huh. And everybody was had like fake scars on their forehead and different right. like rubs on and stuff. And you're like, wow, they really are weird. <laughs> yes, I was like, this is really something else. And um, I'm sure you can't tell from a podcast, but I look a lot younger than I am. So everybody there thought that I was also in high school and just some weird girl that they never seen before. So I was like, this is really uncomfortable. But um, I just sat in the back as they did, played all these crazy games and sang fun songs. And they sang everything from Taylor Swift songs to songs like kind of about the gospel, but probably that you've never heard on your typical Sunday morning church. Um, And I saw like 50 high school kids just get so pumped to be there and like have a great time and just kids get to be kids. And then at the end of it, they all sat down and got quiet and listened to one of my friends preach like a story about Jesus to them in a very relatable way. And they all just got quiet and zoned in and were like eating up every word of it. And I was like, this is just something I have to be, get on board with. (laughs) Like, It's weird. And they're still wearing their Harry Potter robes, right? (laughs) but it was fun. And I was like, this is, this is what the gospel is to me. And this is what ministry should look like. And never turned back after that. So (laughs) got it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Weird, weird and fun is always exciting. You know, it always draws people in, in a weird uh-huh. fun kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it keeps the attention, that's for sure. Right. So I grew up in Teens for Christ, and it was a lot that way too, but it was called Teens for Christ. So it was a lot more uh-huh. like Christ in your face a little bit, but it was the same idea. Got together. It was a cool place to hang out, food, games, tons of the crazy games that you wouldn't normally find, um, you know, safe place. Lots of stuff going on, and then you get like a short message. It was the same thing. People would zone in because it was like you had a lot of fun together, and it was a cool place to hang out. So it's almost, even if you don't want to be there out of respect, everybody, you know, would sit and be a part of what was going on. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. a cool concept. So I always like to dig in and share a story, right? 
I like to see what our Watch Missions Live podcast is all about these stories that you're not going to hear unless you run into, say, you, right? On the street somewhere and mm-hmm. you get to talking about young life and everything that happened. So what's a cool, like, God story, God sedance, something like that, where you saw God moving that most people would not hear about? Um, man, that is, I feel like that's a tough question because it's like, and I think whenever you really get involved in ministry, you see them all over the place and you kind of just start to just take it as fact, you know, and stop kind of appreciating them. Oh yeah. Um, but gosh, let's see. Um, so every, like at the beginning of every summer, we take hopefully a lot of kids to camp um really it's whoever we can convince to sign up but it's usually a good amount um and there's a couple there's young love camps all over the nation actually in a couple different countries too um but there's a couple in the southeast here where we are located and um it's just a week of the like club meetings that we have on steroids but there's things like blobs and there's mountain bikes there's road courses and all kinds of fun stuff um but then throughout that we have um kind of what we call the top progression where we just introduce them to like hey this is the jesus guy that your young life leaders have been talking about and then how what sin looks like and what jesus looks like and why that relates to them and then the cross and the resurrection and everything and then at the end of that every time um we try to have like one-on-one conversations with whatever girls I've brought to camp. And I will never forget. We have this um, little like salsa house room where you can just kind of go and it's quiet and talk to the girls. And I was talking to a girl after one of the camp or club meetings when they had been talking about it. And she, um, I think was about to be a senior in high school at this point and was sitting there bawling her eyes out to me about all this stuff um, and hurt in her life about how her parents were getting divorced and um, struggles with just different, all kinds of just different horrible things that high schoolers have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I was homeschooled. And so part of me is sitting there thinking like, what am I going to tell this girl? Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I was homeschooled. I live like the classic little suburban life growing up. Like, my parents are still like together and I was always had a good relationship, but all of a sudden I just started talking and I was like, I don't even know where these words are coming from, but it was like, I could just tell that the Lord was truly speaking through me and telling exactly what this girl needed to hear. And at the end of it, I was like, I have no idea how I gave that advice that I did. And I have no idea how I just loved her the way that I did, but it's just like, you can see, the Lord working through you in ways that you never even knew you could because you didn't even like know where it came from. But to this day, that was like three years ago. She's in college now and I still talk to her all the time. And like, she is walking with the Lord and has an amazing relationship with him. And we, I at this point I've told her, I'm like, I don't know how I was able to help you in that moment. Like, I don't know how I was able to like turn that around and point you back to Christ. Cause like, I can't relate necessarily but she said it over and over. She's like, no, everything you said was exactly what I needed to hear. And I could just tell that that was the Lord loving me through you. And I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. All, all it takes is an obedience, you know? And like, that's the biggest, mm-hmm. obviously the biggest thing you got out of that. And the biggest thing I hope our listeners get out of it is we've had the same thing. 
everybody thinks, you know, well, I feel like I should go help this person or go with this ministry or this mission or something, but I don't know what to say. Who am I? I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't, I'm not good at praying in public. It's like literally all you have to do is go and be willing. And God does that. He'll mm -hmm. speak what he wants to, because the point of going on a mission trip or going to talk to somebody or pray for somebody is not so that you can convince them they need Jesus anyway. The idea is nobody can come to the Father unless he's calling. So all you have to do is go and, and allow yeah. him to call. He'll say what he wants to say. You're nothing more than a vessel. And God's working. And that is, that is cool. It's always fun to hear those stories when people recognize that because they get to hear it from different people. <laughs> uh -huh. And it's crazy because sometimes I feel like we see that happening in life, but it's, it's hard to recognize that that's like the Lord using you in that moment. You know, it's just easy right. to kind of explain it away as a coincidence instead of it being, uh, what did you say? God coincidence? Godcidence. Godcidence. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun to hear the different stories come together. Yeah. It's always, always fun to see them come together. All right. Well, you also said you went on a couple mission trips, a couple times to Honduras and once to Haiti as well, right? That's true. I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to tease those uh, for next episodes to make people come back. <laughs> so we'll actually do three episodes with Evan and this is the first one talking about young life and how she's doing uh, working with the high school outreach going in becoming like the people spending time with the people and um, then on episodes two and three we're going to talk to her about Honduras and Haiti thanks a lot Evan for giving us your time and talking stories absolutely thank you so much for having me on here and I'm excited for episodes two and three <laughs> all right <laughs> Well, that's it for right now. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.